0: You're listening to a Bike Radar Podcast Tech Talk with myself and Seb Stott, where we get nice and geeky about various bits of mountain bike tech. Hi there, welcome to Bike Radar Tech Talks. After the first round of the UCI Downhill World Cup, myself and Seb Stott sat down to discuss the topic of wheel sizes. This is what we chatted about, and we made reference, obviously, to that first race. Hi there, welcome to another one of Bike Radar's Mountain Bike Tech Talks. I'm Tom Marvin and with me is Seb Stott. Today we're going to tackle one of the hottest topics in mountain biking that seems to have been rumbling on for, I don't know, a decade now. Um, It is boring, but it's not boring, so bear with us. We're going to be talking about wheels, wheel size, mixed wheel size and tyre widths. And the wheel size debate is one that has obviously been going on ever since 29ers first came onto the scene. Then we had 650 and the death of 26. But we think there's a little bit more to it than just how big your wheel is. and tire size, everything from 2.2 up to 2.8, you know, this is something that has been rattling on for a long time. And there's quite a lot of science and quite a lot of tech behind it.
1: Yeah, so I guess it all started when... when, um everyone just ran 26 and that was just the default wheel size that I'm not really sure about how that became the wheel
0: size. I think it was just like an arbitrary decision one day they like I can't remember there is a story behind it something to do with California and probably Marin County and things like that but they decided that 26 inch or whatever it was that was what they were going to go with and
1: and no one really thought about the the odd thing to
0: me is that no one really thought about
1: it for, for decades. And then yeah. a few years ago, maybe 2012, 2010, go that kind, on, that kind of time.
0: There, there, there were niche, there were some very niche 29ers around. Let me just think about how I'm 20, 31 now, 32. And if I go back 10 years, I would have been 20 I was at uni. So we're talking, I reckon the first 29ers probably arrived 15 years ago. Okay. People like Picenti were putting out 29er tires before you know, before the wheel size debate was even conceived.
1: Yeah, and I suppose you could say 29er wheels are just 700c ro- road wheels yeah. with a mountain bike tire on. Yeah. So it's not that new I suppose, but they started to become popular from mountain biking
0: 10-11 years ago.
1: Is it even that far ago? But, I, but yeah, I, we can we can we can we can cut this out and just say
0: It was a while ago.
1: In the last few years, we've had 29 became popular. Mm -hmm. Well, they became somewhat popular. Yeah. um, Particularly for cross-country racing. Yeah. They they didn't really see much adoption beyond that. Mm -hmm. And then we had 650B came along. And it was sold as this sort of best of both worlds. This perfect compromise, the perfect balance between 26 and 29. And it totally stole the show. It totally... All new bikes mm. were either 29 or 650b. 26 was killed in a couple of years.
0: Within, yeah, I'd say within a season.
1: Pretty much, yeah. We went from having all bikes were available in 26 to being virtually
0: no bikes being available.
1: Virtually not available, and then soon after, forks weren't available. Wheels stopped being manufactured. Tires stopped being manufactured in that size. Um, it was it was quite a sort of sudden end to 26 mm. after such a long time being only wheel size effectively yeah and then it looked like 650b was going to be the wheel size but there was a kind of a comeback of 29 so Massively tw- 20, 29 was kind of relegated to cross-country for a few years mm. but then 29 started to become more popular for enduro bikes trail bikes and trail bikes definitely yeah. they so it, it sort of started to creep up in travel an application, so like 120 trail bikes, 130 trail bikes became popular in 29. And then bikes like the Specialized Enduro 29 that really kicked it all off in like 2013 and showed that you can have a long travel bike with a reasonably short chain stay length Mm -hmm. that was appropriate for the bikes of the time because they had short front centers. So you don't necessarily want a really long rear center. And uh, they managed to fit a, a 29-inch wheel with lots of travel into a short chainstay that was the same as what people were running in in 650b or 26 even, and that bike I think uh, changed a lot of people's minds over what 29s mm-hmm. could do. Then bikes like the Trek Slash 29 came out, and they started to be to be raced a lot more at, at the EWS and. They've become much more popular for enduro bikes now. In fact, a lot of enduro
0: race bikes are 29 only yeah. now, and even downhill. We saw last was it 2018 season really the breakout of 29ers. Uh, they first came what 2017 season. We went to yeah. Lourdes, didn't we? Yeah, we Lords, saw few there.
1: Lords, 2017, the first round of the World Cup. Uh, we went along because it was going to be quite exciting because we're you know the first 29er downhill bikes for you know for racing world cups there had been 29er downhill mm. bikes before from Intense and others but there's the first time that they were going to be raced at the top level and they didn't win that race no. that first race but they had a, a really good season and then 2018 they kind of came on a bit more and now 2019 29er is kind of almost the default option yeah for for world cup
0: if if your sponsor has a 29er bike and if your sponsor doesn't have a 29er bike, you've only got a 650B available. People have and changes with the UCI regulations. We've now got you know these sort of Franken bikes the 29 front, and the 650 rear, the 29 6 or whatever you want to call them.
1: Yeah, which is so that's where we're at now. It's it's kind of some people are still on 650B, um, but a lot of racers are now looking at 29. Hmm. Um, certainly for cross country, um kind of for Enduro is still kind of split, but for downhill, it seems that 29 is the default option and people are now going to to a mixed wheel size um, in some situations. And there's been a lot of hype around that because well, Mark Mays has, has dominated mm-hmm. the start of the EWS with a 650B bike, his his uh, GT sanction, uh, sorry, GT Force. Yeah. Uh, with a 29er fork and 29er front wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's got a lot of people thinking, hmm, that's quite interesting. All then there's the downhill World Cup as well, where at the first round, um, first two positions, uh, luke Bruni and Danny Hart also on mixed wheel sizes. Yeah. So I guess that's generated a lot a lot of hype about this. That you know it's it's just been allowed by the UCI and it's already happening seem, seems to be away. winning everything.
0: Yeah. Um so th- this wheel size debate then it it started ages ago, and it seems like it is going to rumble on and on and on. And the, people get really bitter about wheel sizes. You know, it's still it's still occasionally on on like comment boards or Forum C or twenty six five. You know, people get pretty angry about this.
1: Yeah, I guess um, that has died down a lot. Yeah, but, but a few years ago, it was it was really bitter for some inexplicable reason. I,
0: think I had a, a friend of mine, one. When the 650 thing came along, you know, he had a a 26-inch bike, um, and he was angry about it because all of a sudden, you know, like he he didn't want to get rid of his frame because it was totally fine. Yeah. But he did struggle then to find higher-performing parts a couple of years down the line. Maybe he bought his bike just at the wrong time. So you Mm -hmm. can see why people would get frustrated by it Yeah, But at the same time, it it comes down to the argument of, well, yeah, companies want to sell new products. Why shouldn't they? And and wheels were one of the few things really that are so fundamental to a bike that could change. And so when it happened, that's why people were getting frustrated by it.
1: Yes. um, But I I suppose um, going to 650B from 26 is not going to change your life it's mm. the the difference in wheel radius is about 12 millimeters mm. it's not much tall. um so it is remarkable that it just totally took over yeah um but but i guess yeah the the problem is not that you'll sudden, suddenly not be able to keep up with your mates who have 12 mil bigger radius wheels it's it's more that you yeah you might almost not, being cut out of you the might not be able of to get performance the parts kit. Uh, down the line. Uh, I think there are still some brands making 26 components. and yeah. If you if you look carefully, you'll be able to find them secondhand. Mm. And and the other thing is about, uh, there's a lot of talk about forks. A lot of forks nowadays aren't available in 26, but you could fit a 26-inch wheel in a 27.5 fork. Yeah, I
0: think that's what my friend ended up doing. Pretty easily. Got a yeah. 27.5 pike, and yeah, okay, yeah. lifted the front end a bit, but gave him a slightly slack head angle. It's
1: not the, not the end not of the, the world. Not the end of the world at all. Um, but yeah, you can kind of see why people were annoyed about it from that point of view. But I, I also think people were just really bitter about it. it was almost like the e-bike hate now mm. was was directed towards 29ers. They were seen as an as an advantage maybe. Yeah, and maybe they were seen as an advantage, and and but people chose to to channel that as just bitterness mm. uh, and and saying that it, it looked ugly or whatever. And the early 29ers did look ugly, because yeah. they were really short, and they had these massive wheels.
0: Um, so I think in if we talk about wheel size for a little bit longer, and then we'll talk about tyres, because I think that's actually almost more interesting, but the things that have made 29ers become more, more, more mainstream is the availability of decent tyres. So yeah. you know, you can have a downhill spec tyre in 29-inch now, which you couldn't in the other days, until because... Until quite
1: recently, you couldn't get downhill tyres. You could get sort of in, enduro-ish tyres. Enduro you know, a while before that. But before that, 29ers were for cross-country,
0: yeah. basically. And the tyres were lightweight because they didn't want to increase this rotational weight with the bigger diameter. Um, so they tended to be flimsier, more punctures, or less aggressive in terms of tread.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: The other thing that seems to have changed over the, f- over the past sort of five or six years, especially, is developments or better understanding of bike geometry Absolutely. so this yeah. means that you know early 29ers they to account for sort of the the bigger diameter of the wheel which sort of gave it a kind of a because it has a bigger diameter and the weights further out you know they were kind of seen as like calmer um more sluggish around corners and stuff but i think people have now worked out things like fork offset head angles and they realised that actually you can have a 29er that handles as good if not better than a smaller wheel bike
1: yeah, and I think a big part of that difference in handling that people noticed with the early 29ers, comparing them to current 26s, was actually bar height because uh, the head tubes remained roughly the same. People still wanted a sort of 20 mil rise bar. That's mm-hmm. always been kind of standard. Um, and so there wasn't enough done to to compensate for the difference in, in stack that you get with a, mm-hmm. a much taller fork uh, a much higher axle. Uh, you ha- your axle is about thirty mil higher with a twenty nine, Yeah. and you're like for like. You're going to have thirty mil more axle to crown, roughly. Mm-hmm. So you know your your head out your top of your he- bottom of your head tube. Sorry, is going to be sixty mil higher, and and the difference in and to to compensate if you wanted to compensate for that, either your head tube would be way too small to function. Mm. It would just break off probably. So we just ended up with higher handlebars. With twenty nine, and I think that's a big part of what contributed to people saying
0: they feel people
1: they feel inside. Yes, but also they they said they feel inside the bike and -hmm. not on top of it. Uh, But they found it harder maybe to kind of initiate a turn at Mm -hmm. first. It turned differently, and I think a big part of that was that they had a massive difference in bar height, uh, generally speaking. So how how's
0: that become overcome?
1: I think the main difference is, as we've alluded to in a previous podcast, that. The reach has got longer mm-hmm. um, on, across the board, irrespective of wheel size. And when you have a longer reach, you want a taller stack. Yeah. You want a higher bar height with a longer reach, because otherwise you feel too sort of laid out, mm. too horizontal. Your hands feel too far away from you, yeah. and too low to get your weight back and to maneuver the bike
0: properly. So this lengthening of reach so, is compensating for the added height? Uh,
1: yes, it's making the added height more appropriate. Um, so people used to run like flat bars with twenty ers Yeah, I
0: used uh, to do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: to try and get the bars back down to what they were like before, because the reach was so short that you needed a low bar height. Because otherwise, you feel like you're kind of on a segway. Like the like the bar height would be, the bars would be kind of a, a chest height, nipple height. <laughs> yeah, next to your nipples. But as the reach has got longer, the bar height has has become more appropriate with the twenty nine er. Um, and it's no longer a problem. And, and now people are back to putting twi- uh, riser bars and and stacks of spacers. Under and still,
0: the, you know, you can run a 170 mil 29 yeah, or 180. One,
1: you can get 180 now. Or you
0: can get a downhill bike with 29. Yeah. And yeah. The head angles have also got progressively slacker on 29s, so although they're, they're still, I'd say, what, degree and a half, like for like, they're still a touch steeper.
1: Yeah, th- I don't know if that's even true anymore. Uh, so back in the early days, the, um, 29ers had longer fork offset to give them less trail mm-hmm. and steeper head angles to give them less trail and, and they kind of overcompensated mm. for the extra stability, the extra steering stability you get with a bigger wheel. Um, so they, they were kind of twitchy and nervous and upright and, and quite strange and some of them had very long rear centers um, because they just had a bigger wheel to fit in yeah. uh, and the front centers were still very short. But but now the, the front centers have got longer because geometry has has evolved. And so that longer rear center is no longer necessarily a problem yeah. and is is, if anything, a good thing. Um so so the kind of trend towards longer geometry has massively benefited 29ers and made them make a lot more sense. I guess another thing that's changed in that it interim has been boost, which okay. is the most maligned topic and everyone groans. but it does give you a slightly stiffer wheel. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that gives you a stiffer wheel is wider rims. Yeah. So in combination with those two things give you more lateral stiffness. And that means that early 29ers, some of them had quite flexible. quite wheel. twangy. Yeah, so you'd, you'd push into a corner hard. If you wanted to ride a 29er aggressively, you'd get to the point where the wheels were maybe a bit too flexy mm. laterally. Um, but... Wider rims make the wheel stiffer, boost makes the wheel stiffer, and more carbon rims
0: as well out there.
1: Uh, I don't know if there are more carbon rims, but but I think back in the day, carbon rims were touted as a solution to that problem, and now now I don't think that problem really exists. I mean, I can't remember, I've ridden tons of 29ers, I can't remember the last time I thought these wheels were too too flexy, flexy. yeah, like it just doesn't really happen anymore. Mm. Um so as unpopular as Boost is, I think it has helped, in combination with wider rims, yeah. to totally solve that problem. Even with cheap wheels on cheap bikes.
0: It's rare that you're it, sort of I really re- twanging them around. Yeah,
1: and, and forks have got stiffer as well. Yeah, uh, So you can now buy a 180 mm travel 29 a single crown fork, which is
0: Perfectly you know, stiff. stiff
1: enough, yeah. yeah, whereas you couldn't in the old days.
0: Okay, so we've talked wheel sizes. But we sort of touched on just their rim widths, and this ties in, I think, to what arguably is a slightly more important conversation, and that's tyres. I mean, tyres are like, tyres is what glues you to the ground. They're incredibly important, and I think they're often overlooked. And tyres themselves can be quite complicated. They're, they tend to have long names with lots of different compounds, different sidewalls, different widths, different diameters and all this. Like, I, I, want, I went on Strollby's website um, a few months ago, and I counted that I think there's 42 different knobby nicks available.
1: Yeah, if you count up all the combinations all of, the th- of size. sidewall, compound, size, all the
0: rest. Of course, people get confused, and you know, people. One thing which really frustrates me sometimes is, is if you go on like a forum and someone's like, "Oh, what tire should I get?" and someone says, "Oh, get a knobby nick." Mm-hmm. But what we wanted to talk about there was we're not going to talk about tyre compounds and, and sidewalls in, in this one maybe that's something we'll touch on in, in another podcast but tyre width
1: yeah tyre volume yeah it's um because it relates to wheel size yeah um because we were talking earlier about how in the early days of 650b people were saying oh i reckon i could see squeeze 650b wheels into my 26 frame and fork which you could because of course there are only 12 mil difference in mm. radius or so so but to, in order to do that, people were going down on tire size. So they were fitting like a 2.0 or a 2.2 650B. Instead
0: of a 2.35, Th- 2.4.
1: Yeah, thinking that that would give them better rollover, mm-hmm. as people call it, kind of the smoother rolling over bumps because of the bigger wheel. But of course, the outer diameter is not changing much. And crucially, if you've got a smaller tire, you've got less cushioning. Less volume. Less volume. So you've got less of that vertical suspension travel, if you like, that, in the tire. Mm. Um, which is what deals with most of the small bump kind of kind of chatter. Um, so you're probably missing out there. Yeah. Uh, you're probably downgrading your bike by doing that. Um, and nowadays it's, it's not 26, as we say, has become irrelevant. B- yeah. But we still have 650B and 29, and people are sometimes using 650B on the rear, 29 on the front. And not only for racing, there's a lot of bikes, e-bikes, well, there's, a two, there's two e-bikes a C- I can think of. Yeah. The, the Canyon. Um, YT? And, yes, the YT um, decoy and the Ghost AMR mm-hmm. SL 5.1. X-Y-Z. It's got a very long name. Yeah,
0: but,
1: uh, the, the Ghost e-bike. Yeah. Um, 27.5 by 2.8 rear tyre and 29 by 2.5 front tyre. Yeah. Um, so you have the bigger wheel, smaller tyre on the front and the smaller wheel, bigger tyre on the rear. Yeah. Um, so that's another, another option. Um, but we've done some, well, I've done some tests in the past with, I did a test a while ago comparing three inch tires when mm-hmm. they were still- The thing. Available and very sort of much touted, lots of marketing behind them. Um, so I compared the 27 wheel with the three inch tires to the 29 inch wheel with the 2.3 inch tires, mm-hmm. which gave you roughly the same outer diameter of the tire. Just one had a big wheel, um and one had a big tire so you had more cushioning with the bigger tire and i found that the bigger tire uh rolled faster on rough terrain mm. it was slower on tarmac of course like we're not going to see 3 inch tires on road bikes but off road even on a on a fire road that was a relatively smooth fire road the 3 inch tires rolled faster in roll down tests and I could ride much faster off, like, on technical descents as well.
0: Was that in the dry or in sort of more hard-packed conditions, though?
1: Um, it was uh, a bit of both. I tested on, I think, five different descents, one of which was really muddy. Uh, and on the muddy descent, they were pretty much even Stevens. There was, mm-hmm. there was no, nothing to choose between them. But when it was rougher and rootier and rocky, uh, the plus tyres were so much faster. Because they... they so. So the main benefit of, of bigger wheels is that they, uh, they smooth out the rough terrain. It's this
0: angle of attack that often gets touted as the yeah thing.
1: Yeah, um, which means that you're getting bounced around less. Less energy goes into your suspension. Uh, less energy goes into your body, and so you roll faster over bumpy ground. Mm. Um, but the plus tires, the bigger tires, do that to a, a bigger extent because the tyre absorbs that energy and and releases it again because there's no damping, or mm-hmm. virtually no damping in the tyre. So it can maintain its momentum over bumpy terrain better than a smaller tyre, even if the outer diameter is the same. Yeah. So so a lot of those things that people were... A lot of those properties that people were looking for in bigger wheels can actually be found just by increasing the tyre size and, and actually to a much greater extent.
0: So I've sort of obviously ridden plus bikes as well, and I, I do... I I agree that they they definitely have some advantages, but it it can't be that clear-cut. If it was so clear-cut that the plus tyres, you know, the 2.8, the 3-inch tyres that yourself and some people obviously really like are that much better, why are they not in the EWS? Why are they not being seen in downhill? There 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 are downsides, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I think there are a lot of reasons why that could be... Um, first is availability of tires. So same with the um, the 29 to start with. There was, there was no tires
0: that were uh, appropriate for enduro or downhill racing. There, there are now. You can, you can get a Maxxis Minion. You can get a Minion.
1: You can get a Minion in 2.8, yeah, but it's um it's like a 900-gram tire. So it's, it's it's too a, light. It's a lightweight tire, yeah, with a thin sidewall. Um, and I've used those tires for racing uh, with Procore in. Mm-hmm um and that that seemed to work really well um but yeah i'm not you know i'm not a downhill racer i'm not well cut pace i'm not putting that much force Mm -hmm. through the tire and and the the casings are are thin and they they have to be thin not just to keep weight sensible competitive um but also because of that rolling resistance thing because If you have a bigger tire, it will flex more as you roll. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Even on smooth ground, the the tire will roll. uh, The tire uh, carcass will flex as the the tire gets to the contact patch and rolls over the ground. And then it will extend again as as it rolls away from the ground. Um, And that dissipates a little bit of energy every time you do that. Um, And so you need a thinner tire. Uh, You need a thin tire to, to... maintain good rolling resistance especially with a bigger tire
0: because the thinner one will deform easier and therefore use less energy in its rolling exactly
1: yeah and that that's true of any tire, tire size but i think particularly with a bigger tire
0: so if you if you had a really
1: thick casing plus tire it would it would not only be heavy but it would have really slow rolling resistance mm-hmm. probably um but i i think no one's really tried um I think I think no, they just haven't been available. The, there's a lot of marketing push behind plus tires, um, and a lot of brands um, made bikes for them. Mm-hmm. But they kind of died a death, and 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 the development wasn't there like it has been with twenty nine. Like twenty nine looked like it was just going to be for cross country. Yeah, yeah. So then was, fast rolling. It kind of, it kind of was revived um, with certain brands like Specialized and Trek, and others backing it for longer mm. travel applications.
0: I mean, didn't Trek go 29 only for a season or two with their bikes? Uh,
1: well, the Trek slash their Enduro race bike is 29 only. Mm. And 650B, the Remedy is 650B only, so that's their trail bike. So mm. they're saying, Trek are saying, if you want to go racing, Enduro 29. If you want to go playing on trails, uh, 650B. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Specialized are a bit more um
0: back and forth
1: back and forth they have uh 29 options in 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 and 650b options in both their platforms but i think they're similar uh, you know they're i think most of their ews races are are sticking 29. with 29 um but but 29 had a sort of revival for for long travel applications and um i do i don't i doubt if that'll happen for plus tires to be honest but mm. um um, I think part of the reason that they've not been adopted is because they just haven't had the, the the push in terms of R and D. So the, the tires, the wheels, um, the frames, I suppose, just aren't there. Yeah, there aren't many sort of plus compatible frames that are EWS ready or tires. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one reason, and then another reason might just be to do with um, the psychology of races. I think they want to stick with what they know. And a plus
0: tire does look; it, they look burly, they look heavy.
1: Yes, yeah, so, so so they have this perception of being really slow. Yeah, they have a, a a perception of being for beginners who want maximum comfort,
0: maximum traction, maximum
1: traction for kind of safety. Yeah, um, I don't think they're marketed as or seen as an option for going fast. Mm. Um, I've done quite a lot of tests, which suggest that they can be a, an advantage on certain courses mm-hmm. for going fast uh, downhill over rough terrain. Um, but that may not transfer to someone who's at the, the very top level. Yeah, Perhaps they want something that's a bit more precise and, and certainly something that's tougher. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would not be surprised though, if, if you had genuinely comparable casings and compounds, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, top level athletes were faster on mm-hmm. on bigger tires. If they
0: were willing to experiment and, and and try it.
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, that's speculation. But but in my test they've been significantly faster and consistently faster mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, six fifty B versus twenty-nine is, is a much smaller difference in my opinion. Yeah. Compared to the difference between a, a two point three and a two point eight inch tire.
0: I think the the e-bike side of things is is quite an interesting one. Canyon were the first to do it, really, with the Spectral on two and a half years ago. or So I think we first saw it. Um, And so what they've done is they've put this 2.8 tower on the back, 650B, and then they've put a 29er on the front. Again, quite a grippy one. And they're touting these as as trail bikes. And certainly the impression I got of that bike when I first rode it. And that Spectral on has done well in tests across the board. Various different publications have pushed it as a really good e-bike. The benefit, I think, I sort of, or what I liked about that bike was that you, the the plus tire gives you loads of traction at the back, and on an e-bike especially, where you can go and ride. The thing I like about e-bikes is you can go and point yourself straight back up the trail. You can ride technical, steep, loose stuff, and having all that grip at the back was amazing. But then on the way back down, I I sort of, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the feel of plus tires. I, I feel that they feel a little bit more. I like the more direct feel of a slightly narrower tyre on sort of rockier, tighter terrain because there's less, you know, if you're going through sort of a load of, like, baby head rocks, your wheel is less interfered by those rocks, if that makes sense. I I don't know if I'm explaining it right. So with the bigger tyre, you you're hitting around... You're hitting more stones as you go down, right? You're hitting more different things because it can't place itself between in small those smaller gaps if you're running in something real tight. Okay. And I think on steep heavily loaded stuff if you want to get the traction benefits of a plus tire and you're running it at lower pressures you've got more tire roll. If they f- I find that they feel less precise.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they, they definitely feel different i'm not saying i like the feel of them Mm. they um they
0: feel less connected to what you're doing
1: yeah i guess i guess that makes sense uh and they can also feel bouncy yeah so you can when you're when you're braking hard uh, the rear wheel can can feel like it's like it's bouncing over Mm. the terrain rather than sort of being feeling damped and connected yeah um so and yeah i agree like based on feel I think I would not be a fan of plus, but mm. but it's only because I've done a whole load of timing, like um, more than fifty timed runs, I'd say. Mm. And on average, they're they're significantly faster for me. So yeah,
0: I think so, if, so That's
1: that's what's made me intrigued by them. But yeah, but on my bike at home is
0: it's normal size tires, normal two point five tires. Because feel is really important.
1: Yeah, but also because I can get tires and a good compound and a good casing. Mm. I think that's the main reason. Um, there's just much better availability of good tires.
0: So um, when we're talking about the mixing, mixing the two things, for, we're not talking like pro level EWS and that. Like, as a punter, I've got a Santa Cruz Chameleon at the moment. Um, and it's come set up with 2.8 front and back uh, with Maxxis Recon tires. And they're, relatively lightweight they're fast rolling
1: they're very lightweight for they're, a plus tire yeah, certainly well they're lightweight full stop that's my point they're like uh they're about 800 grams i think yeah in 2.8 so so they're not yeah they're they're a light tire yeah so so that's something to consider that you know they're not compromising on weight at all mm. they're making them as thin as they can
0: and as such on all but sort of fast rolling relatively grippy terrain The front tyre especially doesn't feel particularly confident. So one of the things I I want to do with this bike down the line is stick. The the fork will take 650 plus and 29. So I want to stick a 29 front wheel in there with something like a Maxxis Shorty, which is one of the grippiest of tyres out there. You know, like a super comfortable, you know, it's a tyre that I've ridden a lot, I really like. So I kind of want to make this mullet bike and see what is going to happen. Because I I feel that, especially on a hardtail, the plus rear tire gives you that little bit of damping, it gives that little bit more comfort. Whereas up front, I could then benefit from the better feel and confidence of a grippier, bigger diameter but narrower tire.
1: Yeah. Um I've done I've done a similar sort of thing on a full sass bike. Mm. And I I don't like it. Uh because the plus tire is good at certain things, and the normal size tire is good at other things. Mm-hmm. So you never have both tires working together. well together. So if you're in a rocky, loose corner, the, the plus tire at the back is gripping really nicely, but the front is washing. Mm. Uh, and conversely, if you're in like, uh, maybe you're somewhere kind of muddy, or you're kind of being, well, th- there aren't many situations actually where I think the narrower tire is grippier, but uh, if you had a shorty on the front, mm-hmm. then then definitely in the in the mud that tire is going to grip better than any available plus tire I can think yeah. of. So you kind of have this situation where you, you almost never have both tires working well together. You have one tire works or the other, never both. So, so I, I didn't, I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I think it has, makes some sense on e-bikes because uh, you have that extra sort of traction from the, the bigger rear tire when you're riding over bumps. So when you're putting a lot of power down over bumps, a bigger tire makes sense on the rear. However, I'm not convinced it wouldn't be better still with a bigger tire on the front. I, In I terms of speeding, I don't pure really see the advantage of the smaller tire on on the front.
0: I think for me, the the advantage is the feel on steep, heavily loaded descents.
1: Because it's it's less vague.
0: It's less vague. It's more precise, and I feel more comfortable knowing exactly what it's doing and it's going exactly where I want it to go. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: I I do think it's interesting that that the Lights of Canyon and YT have gone down that route. And it shows that this, you know, the wheel size and the wheel tire debate is one that is still always going to be relevant and is always going to be carrying on regardless of how bored you get of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, the thing about the tire size thing is that it really makes a big difference. Mm. Uh, wheel size people were sold 650B as like the ultimate, s- the ultimate solution and it's like I doubt if you could tell the difference from 26 in a blind test I doubt if I could mm. um, but the and what's changed in the interim is geometry that's made a big difference mm. um, and I, as I was saying I think that's the big difference that people notice with 29 even which which does have more of a difference and I do think 29 has an advantage over 650B but I think it's slight compared to the difference that is made by tire size. Yeah. Um, So 2.6 tires, I think, are kind of the 650B of tire size. They're they're going to be marketed a lot more in the future. Mm. A lot of people are touting them as, you know, the best of both worlds, the compromise that people are after, giving some of those advantages of plus tires, but without feeling so vague, Mm -hmm. without being too heavy with whilst you know being still offering the the enough. compounds
0: and the tire yeah the compounds you need, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that might be um what people converge on. I still think, you know, you're not getting the full advantage of of a plus tire. Mm-hmm. Um but you're getting some of those benefits. And I you know, I, I don't think anyone's suggesting that we, we ride two point twos, two point threes anymore like mm-hmm. like what used to be really common. Uh, yeah. It used to be the standard, but but now people are moving through 2.4, 2.5 is now kind of standard, and 2.6 is like the forefront of that.
0: What might become movement. the standard, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can we, we've kissed goodbye to the three-inch tyre, I think, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, no one's making them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Um,
0: Can we kiss goodbye to four- and five-inch fat bikes as well, please? <laughs> Just get rid of those things. I think everyone who wanted a fat bike has bought one now. Yeah.
1: And so, I think they still exist. Yeah. But the bike industry is not so interested in them because the market has been saturated and that's that Mm. but um yeah i think we can i think i'm much more glad to say goodbye to like 2.0 tires yeah 2.2s like i don't see why you would run those kind of tire sizes like 2.5 to me is like the minimum they they that i would would want to run on a mount bike Mm. I go to a- Anything points. narrower than that, it's like a cyclocross tire. It's, <laughs> it's it's rubbish off. It's rubbish on bumpy terrain. Okay. Com- compared to a 2.5 and up. Yeah. There's there's no advantage to a smaller tire in my opinion.
0: Okay. Well, should we leave it like that? <laughs> I, I well,
1: I'm sure everyone will be happy with that.
0: <laughs> I'm sure everyone can agree with that. You can obviously comment on, on various platforms <laughs> about what Seb's just said. <laughs> um, so if you have a 2.35 inch now completely useless tyre, thanks to Seb's stock, please let us know what you think in the comments. Um, but don't stop it from letting you I'm like it. I'm not saying <laughs> throw
1: them all away in a big fire. Let's not your burn street. them all. Yeah, but I wouldn't buy a new one.
0: Okay. So long as, oh, God, we, we haven't touched on rim width.
1: Yeah, 30mm rims yeah. are now the standard, and that's a good thing. Okay, I think, I think we've touched always, on it now. Yeah, yeah.
0: If you've got a 24mm internal we, width rim, we, do not put a 2.6-inch tower on it, because it will be crap.
1: Yeah, and again, it's not going to change your world. Don't throw away your really expensive 23mm rims, because mm-hmm. they still work fine.
0: Yeah, just But if you're going to put- buy
1: a new wheel set, they're going to have 30mm rims, and that's a good thing
0: perfect if if we're talking trail riding enduro riding
1: downhill riding if
0: you are still riding cross-country bikes we know a lot of people do um yeah then yeah slightly narrow tires slightly narrow rims i think currently is still what most people would be sticking to 2.3 2.4 maybe max
1: yeah yeah.
0: I can't but, see anyone winning a World Cup XC race on a nine you know, nine hundred gram two point five inch tire. It's not gonna happen.
1: No, not not a heavy tire. But I think in I think even in cross country a bigger tire has a place. But it but it has to be thin to mm-hmm. have the rolling resistance.
0: Yeah and the weight. And
1: and I think I think um tire technology might if tire technology improves then we might be able to get and in combination with inserts as well. So I touched on using Procore with Plus as well. I think um, if we can use inserts, then we can have a thinner sidewall tire, mm-hmm. which may not be lighter, but it will have less rolling resistance mm-hmm. than a than just adding material to the, to, to, the c- to the sidewall, which which kills the rolling resistance, especially yeah. with a bigger tire. Um, okay. So so I think I wouldn't be surprised that even in the stick in the mud world of cross country, they they end up with slightly bigger tires.
0: I think they are. Yeah. But I think not are, yeah. not to the same extent that we're seeing in trail and enduro riding. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's probably enough on wheels and tyres for now. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 it's a topic work. that we could rattle on about for hours and hours, but um, you're probably bored. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. But we will come back to it. We, we, we've thought about having a chat about tyre inserts and stuff. Um, and maybe going a bit more into sort of the maybe the science almost of tyre volume Um, if that's something that's of interest let us know Um, and if there are any other topics that you want us to talk about in a future tech talk series we're all ears I think definitely so yeah don't forget all the usuals like subscribe rate all that sort of jazz leave us comments um, and yeah keep listening out for more tech talks and more bike radar podcasts of a wider topic variety Thank you for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling, check out bikeradar.com.